So the play my daughter was in, <laughs> now I'm telling them the microphone, um, um, it was called Kings. And um, it was about uh, a white senator who's being challenged by a black congresswoman. And there are two white uh, lobbyists. And my daughter plays, played one of the lobbyists. And it was interesting, the power dynamics and tensions in the play, uh, which was very, you know, um, uh, feminist positive and, in my opinion, racially positive in terms of challenging the white power structure. And, uh, and it was a good play and she's a good actor, so I enjoy that very much. And then from there, I went to IMS, and if IMS is the Insight Meditation Society, which is Spirit Rocks. It's our sister center on the East Coast. And uh, I went to go sit with, you know, one, my favorite Buddhist teacher, uh, Analyo, Bhikkhu Analyo, Analyo, who I teach with a little bit, but I like to sit with him also. And he was doing a retreat, actually somewhere here, I have the name of the retreat, maybe I got rid of it. The, the name of the retreat was called Mindfully Facing Disease, Death, Stress, Pain, and Illness. And, uh, Can you say that again, please? Mindfully Facing Disease, Death, Stress, Pain, and Illness. And it was based on his new book, which is Mindfully Facing Disease and Death, right? which I've read and um, talked to him about. And because he teaches the Maranasati, the Mindfulness of Death Retreat, that I um, lead here at Spirit Rock. And uh, so it was really interesting to go and uh, sit. Uh, and it's great to go sit for 10 days. And how many people here have never sat a 10-day retreat? Let me just see, raise your hand. Okay, good, it helps, helps me give context. Okay, and, and I get the appropriate music for the context because <laughs> it's very serious, a 10-day retreat. Um, um, and the, um, so I thought tonight I would talk a little bit about retreat, which I often do after I come back, but I'll also, I'll give you a little more context. My day, this is the second time I'm teaching today. I taught at uh, GBF today. Uh, GBF is Gay Buddhist Fellowship, and they've been here for many years in San Francisco, and they asked me to come and teach once a year, and I'm happy to go and teach there, it's always an interesting crowd and uh, you know, it's a little smaller and a little more intimate in that way. And, um, and you know, I thought I would do some version of this talk there and then I would, you know, I would prep there and then come here and give this talk. But really I gave a very different talk there and then I thought, oh, I should give that talk here. <laughs> because that talk was about not knowing and not knowing what to talk about mm -hmm. because I don't know that group of people very well. You know, I only see them once a year and, and um, 
And even here, I often feel like I don't know what to talk about because I've given um, at least 22,614 Dharma talks, <laughs> something like that, over the years. I've given a lot of Dharma talks. And really, often I come with a question, really, is what do you want? Or, or, or a number of questions. What would be helpful? Or what would be most skillful? Or what would be most pertinent to your life and your practice? And, and, uh, and so I did, I, that's a little bit how I came to, to GBF today and talked, and I talked about not knowing what to talk about. And, um, and there's something really nice about not knowing what to talk about, because then I don't know what's going to come out of my mouth. And it gets a little more interesting in some ways. I mean, I have a lot of great things to say but that I've organized, but it's also nice to see, even when I organize, the disorganized part is also valid and often helpful and more alive in the moment. And that, to me, is more interesting, the aliveness in the moment, because that's where, that's what the whole retreat's about that I was just on, right? So I'm sitting and walking, doing sitting and walking meditation for 10 days. And the whole retreat is about actually being real in the moment, right? Just being real, just being aware of what's true in the moment, what's here in the moment. And so all of you can pretend you're on retreat now and just see what's true for you in this moment, in your body and in your heart and in your mind and in your experience. And what's, what are your reactions to what's true? Because the beauty of, of a longer retreat is you get to watch how it all happens on its own. That for the most part, we're not doing it. It's doing us. The thoughts happen on their own. The feelings happen on their own. The sensations happen on their own. The reactions happen on their own. And the identification the clinging to it, that all happens on its own. And we don't have to be bound to any of it when we start to be aware of it. Because the awareness is much, is free of that clinging. Awareness is just aware. Right? And of course, you're all aware now, and you're aware of whatever you're thinking, feeling, uh, experiencing, sensing, right? You're aware of that, like, and that's all happening very quickly. You don't have to do it, right? Or you may be aware of being uh, engulfed, in not the right word, uh, mesmerized by some idea or some memory or some uh, a plan or some fantasy that might be here, right? But you're aware of that, too. And so reality is just happening on its own, moment by moment. And what a retreat does, like the retreat I was on, is, oh, you get, to, 
you slow down everything else. You're not doing anything on retreat. You're sitting and walking and eating and going to the bathroom. And that's about it. It's, it's very exciting that way, right? That was a joke. Um, <laughs> it wasn't a good joke, but it was a joke. Um, meaning there's not much happening on retreat. And so what we get to study is what's happening right here in this direct and very simple experience of being alive, of being a living human being, and then seeing what do we do with it? What do we do with this aliveness, aliveness that has thoughts and feelings and sounds and smells and tastes and touch? What do we do with it? What do we make of it? <clears throat> and so the retreat experience really highlights the present moment reality. What's here now? What's here this moment? And at least for me, I get to watch my heart and mind relax and open up and just let everything happen. I don't have to change everything, anything. I don't have to fix anything. I don't have to do anything about anything, but it can all be known as soon as it's happening, immediately. <clears throat> and one of the components that starts to get highlighted by the not doing anything of a retreat is what is pointed to in Buddhism as not-self, or the components of our experience which are not just Eugene and me and mine and I, or really yeah, it's often said uh, me, mine, and I, right? That whole usual identity of who and what I take myself to be, my personality. And so one's presence starts to show itself. One's Buddha nature starts to show itself. What is not I, me, and mine, but is right here, starts to show itself. <clears throat> and we get to recognize the preciousness of human life, or what I've been calling for the last year or so, the magic of human life and the beauty or goodness of simply being alive, simply being alive right now, which often we don't experience. We take it for granted, or we overlay it with a lot of secondary experiences, thoughts and feelings and ideas and beliefs and memories. We don't actually feel the living reality that's right here, right now, the simple, magic of being alive. And of course, there's a kind of love that comes with that, um, everything quieting down or settling and reality starting to show itself like it can on the retreat. <clears throat> Mahatma Gandhi said, where there is love, there is life. Where there is love, there is life. It's a beautiful understanding of why we love love. Why we love love. 
because there's life there. And life itself, in my opinion, is totally magical. <clears throat> and I'm not saying that every component of life is magic or we like everything about life. No, that would be naive and Pollyanna-ish. But the aliveness itself is totally magical. Nobody knows what that really is, aliveness. <clears throat> so there was one phrase that stayed in my mind while I was sitting for 10 days, or it didn't, wasn't there all the time, but it, it kept drifting through as I was sitting and walking and eating, doing all his meditation. Um, and it's from Suzuki Roshi. He said, when I realized no moment could be repeated, when I realized no moment could be repeated, I was awakened. When I realized no moment could be repeated. And for me, that, that had a lot of resonance as I was practicing, doing the same thing over and over, right? I'm just sitting, walking, eating, peeing, shitting, you know? I mean, it's just, it's the same thing. It's not like it's all brand new, but it was all brand new at the same time because no moment can actually ever be repeated. It's here for a moment, it's gone. It's here, it's gone, it's here, it's gone. And so the retreat highlighted not being bound to what's going on or what I think things should be or what's supposed to happen or any of that stuff. It's all, all I'm doing when I'm on retreat is simply being in the present moment and seeing what happens as I stay aware and awake. <clears throat> and there's a, a beautiful uh, poem from St. John of the Cross. I read it here sometime this year, I believe, or maybe around uh, Thanksgiving or Christmas, somewhere I read it from St. John who said, he asked God, what is grace? What is grace? I asked God, he says, and God answered all that happens. God answered all that happens, right? What is grace? All that happens. And then God added, when I looked perplexed, could not lovers say that every moment in their beloved's arms was grace? Could not lovers say that every moment in their beloved's arms was grace? Existence is my arms. Existence is my arms, though I well understand how one can turn away from me until the heart has wisdom. Right? And so it's beautiful what St. John here is pointing at. What God says, existence is my arms. Although I will understand how one could turn away until we, in my words, wake up. Because existence is magical. It's just here for a moment and then it's gone. It's not static, it's not a thing. 
it's not going to last forever. And in fact, each moment doesn't last forever. No, you know, it's gone. Even the first, right? Remember we were all meditating together? That was so real a few minutes ago. That's gone. And that reality is not the reality we live in often. We live in a static reality where we try to, we think things are going to stay forever and they won't at all. They're, they come and go. And on a retreat where you're not doing anything, where it's all silent, and you just watch your body, heart, and mind, and it's just moment by moment of things coming and going, of experience arising and passing. And it can have different threads to it and different dimensions to it, and it can open, and it can reveal more and more of the depth of reality. But none of that depth is static. <clears throat> and so it reveals the simplicity of being the simplicity of being because that's all you're doing when you're on retreat you're just being there and then seeing what happens what shows itself just like right now we're just being here that's all we're doing and all kinds of things are happening inside each of you or inside all of us and they're each different, they're each unique at the same time. And yet it's the same dynamic is happening in each seat. And it's both, it's the same and it's totally unique in each seat at the same time. And so here, this was something I wrote. I tried to write a little bit right after I, I got off retreat. I thought, oh yeah, I'm going to have to give a talk at SFI. I'll write about, I'll talk about the retreat. Here's one of the nice things I wrote about simplicity of being. Reveals the luminosity of reality. Each moment shines, sparkles, radiates in empty and radiant suchness. That sounds good, doesn't it? <laughs> really, this is true. It's exactly what was happening. Each moment shines, sparkles, radiates, and it's empty, it's not solid, and it's radiant at the same time. And it's just itself, it's suchness, it's simplicity. And the, and the letting go that happens, because of course, we all, including me, I want to, you know, I'm trying to hold on to something, to myself mostly. I'm all trying to hold on to Eugene or to whatever Eugene thinks is supposed to happen or wants to happen. Because I, 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 it was a mixed retreat for me. I, I have to say that. Here, I'm going to pause the tape recorder for a second. <laughs> I, uh, uh, let's see if I can do it. Um, let's see if I 